What's up, man? Not much. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so what you been up to, buddy? Well, I finally got off my ass and did some exercise this morning, and I just woke up. Well, I can promise you, I didn't do that first part. Uh, Waking up? Yeah, I'm sure. No, I woke up. I just didn't. I didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, it's been a couple months. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm I'm waiting for uh, to play our eventual game of how long are we gonna get through this podcast before somebody calls me, or something happens, or yeah, you know, either somebody's gonna call or we're gonna randomly lose signal, even though there's no reason for it. Yeah, I mean that's half the fun of the game. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say 15 minutes in. That that's when something's gonna happen. I'm gonna say 20. 20? All right, all right. Now, uh, I I guess we're going to play prices Right rules. <laughs> <laughs> no rules. All right. Yeah, there's no rules here. There's no rules on this podcast. So, I mean, that would, that would fit. I, uh, okay, uh, we're going to get to our, our, our reviews in a second here. But, I've, okay, so when we first started the, uh, the review uh, – I get what's the word I'm looking for. When we first started doing video game reviews, I went through on like all of the press websites I'd get us like accredited for. Yeah. And I would just kind of look through and I'll be like, all right, cool. We'll do that one. We'll do this. Well, you know, we'll apply for this one. And for the most part, uh, a lot of, I would say when you apply for video game codes, uh, unless you're like a big, like a big outlet, like an IGN, or if you're like, uh, I, I, I've, I've heard streamers get a lot more codes. Um, but you're probably going to get about 20% of it. So like, I just, I just kind of like threw a wide net. Like I was like, all right, that looks good. And well, you know, we'll, we'll apply for that one. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yesterday, uh, I got a review code in and my AirPods, they read my notifications when they come in. So, I'm not. I'm not gonna say the game yet. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna hold off on that until I'm done with the review. But uh, Siri was basically like, "Hey, uh, you uh, from Gmail, uh, such and such has been approved, uh, and your review code is below." And I was like, "What was that? What, what game is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to. I had to open the link, and it's like, "I did request this." Oh, man, man. And it, it's actually. Uh, from that particular site, it is the first time that we've gotten a code from that site that I had actually requested. Uh, the game that you're actually reviewing now is not like, and the two games from that site before that, uh, those were all games that were just assigned to us. Like, ran, like I, I'm assuming randomly. And so, like, when, when I got the email from them saying that they had approved a key request, I was like, wait, what? I, I can see your confusion. Uh, but yeah, so we've got two reviews we're going to cover today. And uh, Leo, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, well, I played Hidden Through Time 2. A nice little uh, point and click, uh, find the hidden item kind of game. It's really fun, really cute, really enjoyable. <clears throat> and honestly, I had a blast and I kind of wish that they made more games like that because it just reminded me of my old spy, old I Spy game in my for my for PC that I used to have that I really love playing. 
Yeah, I was actually uh, I was really jealous of you on this one because when this review code came in, I was actually working on another review already. So I was like, "Dang it, this is a really good one." <laughs> uh. So, so like, t- take us through like all the de- all the the nice little details. Like, uh, how's the campaigns work out? Okay, well, when you choose the campaign, they give you like four options. Uh, Arabian Nights, Medieval Times. I mean, I think it's a question. I mean, the quest of King Arthur, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, Greek mythology and uh, basically like a magical, <clears throat> um, uh, what was it, seventies uh, little sitcom for was like a little witch and uh, and a lot of like little um, mystical creatures, which is really cute, really fun. Honestly, um, like every level has, oh, you need to find this many items. And they also, every level has a secret item that you have to just randomly find across a map. And per level, they're all the same. I mean, per campaign, they're all the same. Like Arthurian Legends, like a dragon egg. Um, mm-hmm. the, the 70s sitcom was, the, was a can of gasoline. Because you guys set stuff on fire, of course. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Now, uh, Arabian Nights was the was a little uh, treasure chest, and the Greek mythology was Poseidon's trident. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and that one uh, was a little annoying to find sometimes. So, when when you're looking for all these things, is it just one screen that is like set at a certain distance away, or can you like zoom in and look for things? Oh, you can zoom in. Zoom in and zoom out as, as you need if like you want to move faster across. Because some of the maps are kind of big. Not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. And it's. Uh, the... Oh, okay. go ahead. Oh, well, I was a Canadian standoff. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Fine, I'll go ahead. I'll break this. Oh no! I was gonna say <laughs> I <it's>... win. <laughs> Do you? Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, it's not as cluttered as um, Wars Waldo or I Spy books, where like stuff is like cluttered on top of stuff, you know? Yeah, like stuff had like every like thing has like a little bit of space around it. Uh, some of the some of the stuff is like well like uh, overshadowed by something that's a little bit in front of it, like let's say um. Oh, like the one, like the one item I really had like a, a shit time with. So I'm not gonna give away much of it, but it's a snake that's supposed to be like hiding behind yeah. the bush. Not the and, bush. Yeah, the bush. And the thing <laughs> is that uh, the point to click to like get the snake was the bush, not the snake. Hmm, that's interesting. It was awkward. And that was like my that was like my main gripe with the whole game. That was just that one snake. Uh, so I I kind of you know I, I read through your review whenever the written review, which is live on our WordPress page. Uh, so is the is the game pretty easy? Is that what I was uh, gathering from your review? In my opinion, yes. Then again, I like I love this kind of game. I'm usually kind of fast at finding stuff. 
but for the most part, yes, it was very easy. Now, uh, for the for the listeners who have not listened to enough of this podcast to know, uh, Leo is a sadist, and he loves. <laughs> I think he loves. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the other way around. Uh, he loves to go through and play on the hardest difficulties. He loves Souls games. Uh, so, for you to say it's easy, that's probably a medium difficulty for me. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's a it's a it's like a find the hidden object game. Like either you're good at yeah. that kind of stuff or you're not. Well, I see. I haven't done any of those. Uh, like, I used to go through the I Spy books. Like, I would, like, every time I would find a new one, I would go through them. But, like, I mean, especially, like, because you see stuff like this all the time where, like, uh, there's stuff on Facebook. It's like, oh, share it whenever you see it. And nine times out of ten, when I get to those, I just go to the comments for somebody to point it out to me. Yeah, I try to find them. And then, and then like, there's always one that's not, that you can't see. And it's like, oh, they cropped the image so you can't see it. Or, or it's like, how many faces do you see? All of them. I see eight, and then I go in the comments. There's 43. <laughs> and I could, I could tell you, like, whenever I, when, whenever I do come upon one like that, I'm always just like, like, how did you find it? Like, how, like, I mean, it's probably like a, a pixel, and like, if you look at the pixel and like enhance it, then you could find the third, like, the 43rd face. And I'm just like, how do you have the time? You, you, that just reminds me of like the um, that that old meme of like the captures where like point out all the Vietnam soldiers and it's just a jungle. For real. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you see yourself ever going back to play the first one? I do want to. I'll take a little bit yeah, of time. Just um, I'm sending the I'm playing the game you sent me, and I do actually want to finish. Armored Core eventually, and Resident Evil Four and Baldur's Gate. But yeah, okay. I do to, be, go back <laughs> to be fair, uh, for again for people that don't know, uh, he is on New Game Plus on both Resident Evil Four and Armored Core Six. I'm on New Game like Plus like seven on RE Four. So how many New Game Pluses are you on Armored Core so far? Uh, I'm on the third one, the last one. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Souls games. I tried Liza P on Game Pass uh, not that long ago, oh. which, by the way, if you – like, I'm not going to spoil anything. But for as beautiful as Liza P is, uh, you would think that it would have some kind of trouble running on the Steam Deck. That game runs phenomenally on Steam Deck. And I, I want to say it was – I would say a constant 40 to 50 frames per second the entire time. Uh, yeah, it, it, like – and uh, that's another thing. Like when you run on Windows, Windows is not as optimized as Steam OS is on the Steam Deck. You know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, like RE4 remake does not run near as well as it does on Steam. Like on Steam, like on Steam OS, there there were times where I forgot that I was playing on a portable device. That's how well it runs. But on Windows, it did not it did not run that well at all. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, yeah. So if you if you want a Steam Deck, uh, if you if you have a Steam Deck and you want to try Liza P, it runs great on Game Pass. Uh, and there is an easy mode mod out, but it is still very difficult. Don't do it. Hurt yourself. <laughs> Suffer. I, and, make and a the better thing, person. 
there there were different versions of the easy mode mod there was one where it was just uh decreasing the damage that you take and i tried that one and it was still difficult so i looked again and the other version of the mod was it turned down the damage that you took but it also made the ai slightly dumber and it was still too hard for me <laughs> now that being said and there was a ranged option i would slay i mean maybe, that is there's, the, maybe there's later on souls options usually have some kind of range stuff because like in Elden Ring, even like even though that is widely considered the easiest of the uh, the From Software games, because of the you know the whole open world part of it, uh, I was a ranged character and I got through a pretty good portion. Of easy mode mod. To be fair, like the place you stopped at is the place which is actually resistant to your mat to your uh, damage die. Yeah, and it was uh, also. What a what a creepy boss! I'm I'm sure we've talked about that. Very creepy boss. Like I was, I watched that cutscene in in my bedroom with all the lights off, and I was like, I am uncomfortable. It was like oh, a Simpsons meme. You know? It was like the Simpsons meme where it's like, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the series for too long. Like, I I played through Bloodborne, and honestly, like having to kill a. a Basically, a pregnant mother, or while she's just holding on for dear life with her unborn fetus. Kind of nice. awesome, too. Nice. Nice. Uh, real okay, quick, but... have you been. Ke- oh, go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I, I was about to go on a quick tangent, so uh, we should probably finish your review before we move on. <laughs> well, I don't know what else to say. Like, it has, it has, a, it has like a build your own map feature, which is really fucking complete really really complete like i was surprised just how much stuff they had like they made like they legit made an elden ring level and it's just and you're like holy shit oh like, that's nice yeah and it was like really well made like you like you i saw it i was like yeah they put a lot of love into this <clears throat> like a lot of love well i'm definitely gonna have to check this out then <laughs> yeah and oh the one thing i didn't mention uh, the game features like a little weather day of time of day kind of feature, mm-hmm. where like uh, every like most basically like every map in the campaign, and if you make a map, you have a choice of doing it or not. But uh, you have the choice to like make it like per se night or day, or day and like sunny or rainy, or sunny and um, and snowy. Like, they give you, like, two versions of each map. Mm-hmm. And, like, the things have changed. Like, they have, like, like I don't know. Like, in, for one level, like, if you, pray, if you play during the sunny days, like, the lake is unfrozen and there's, like, a lot of fish and stuff. If you play during the, froze, during the snowy days, like, there's a frozen frog somewhere. And oh, okay. Yeah, so it, like, it changes, like, what you need, like, what you can find in each level. Oh, that's cool. It is very cool. Like I was like, I was actually, oh, this is a neat little mechanic. And since like, since it changes like the whole level, <clears throat> and you still gotta find all the little stuff, it gives you like an excuse to like look over them, like over the changes uh, from the wet, from the weather climate, whatever change, 
that you made, like look over the map again and just see like how much they, how much they actually went through and try to make it like, oh yeah, this obviously some time is passed between these two things. Oh man, that's. Uh, it is. So how 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 long would you say it took you to complete the game? I mean, I can tell you. I think it was seven hours, if I remember right. Oh, that's that's. And, uh, and I, I think I talked about this in uh, the uh, the Eternite's review. Uh, but you know, ah, oh, nice. Uh, in a in a time where every game is like a hundred hour games, it's kind of nice when you get a, a, a nice little brief experience. Oh. and like I said, uh, like, it's not even like extremely hard. I mean, I did. I admit, I did rush because. You know, I wanted to review it. Yeah. But uh, honestly, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if I had taken my time, it would probably have been, like, 10 hours. Just actually, like, oh, nice. looking through, having, uh, maybe looking more into, like, the online mode. Because, uh, you know, I, I started playing before <clears throat> it, the game went uh, went live. Yeah. So, yeah, the online the online mode, they had, like, five, five maps. And it was, and it was like... Yeah, this is on. This is like it shows like they're just testing, like put some stuff out to see, to like for like people to see. Oh, this is how this is how this could look. But yeah. uh, when I started looking through when they went on online, like I started seeing like a lot of interesting stuff. Like I said, the the Elden Ring level st- sticks out to me because honestly, I, obviously, I love that kind of gameplay. Yeah, but it was, but like, you can see like people are gonna put like some. Not some, a lot of love into those levels, and it's just gonna, and it's gonna, it's gonna draw people in a bit. Like the more time passes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've always been a big fan of when you know developers put in the ability to make your own stuff, and that goes back for me. Uh, there was a port of, I think it was called Far Cry Primal. No, not Primal. Uh, it was on 360. It was like Far Cry Predator. Yeah, that was it. And it was two Far Cry games in one. And the campaigns were crap. They were both really bad games, but they had a multiplayer mode uh, with its own level editor. And I had so much fun. Like I would just, I would literally just sit down, I'll connect to Xbox Live when that used to be a thing you had to do. And Literally, I would just spend hours just going through custom maps and seeing what people made. So I, I love that that is still a, a, a thing that people are putting into their games. And it was also in uh, Fight Links, which is a review we did uh, a month or two ago. Yeah. Well, and uh, just to like give us some nostalgia, when we played Halo way back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The custom maps. Forge. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that, that's still a thing in Infinite, even though you know it's not as popular as those games were, and I'm not really playing that online mode. They did just launch uh, custom matchmaking, I want to say, with uh, Forge maps. Oh, nice! Like I have not, I have not gone back to the game since like it came out, and I beat the campaign on Legendary. I, like I have not gone back. Yeah, I definitely did that too. Definitely beat it, and definitely was not on easy. Was definitely not that. <laughs> I feel so bad when I, when I say stuff like that. You're like, no, I'd never do that. Yeah, uh, trust me. Like Emily and I have played, we have played through every Halo ca- uh, campaign multiple times, 
And one time we accidentally put it on normal and the game destroyed us and we're like, man, we suck. Oh, don't try don't try two on legendary. We won't. I think we I think I think for for giggles we tried it one time and it did not we did not get far. No, two is the most unforgiving one in legendary. By far. Oh I well, that's the one we tried. Well, I'm sure you had fun. We, I, I don't think we made it past the first level. Um, uh, not to be me, but no surprise. So, uh, any closing thoughts before we move on? Uh, yep. Honestly, get hidden through time. It's such a nice little cute game. Like, I love the little art cell they have. It's so cute. Like, I'm not, like, I'm, like, I found so many, like, little Easter eggs from, like, I, I found the characters from The Witcher. I found, uh, Griffith. And it was just so cool to just find them, and it's so cute. Nice. Except for Griffith. Fuck Griffith. But... Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's such a nice little game. All right, cool deal. So, while you were... The, the game that I was reviewing, uh, which had me send that review code over to you, was a game called The Fabulous Fear Machine. And this game... Uh, was uh, again was one of those that I requested the code for, and then enough time had passed where I thought that we weren't going to get it. And when when the when the review code came through, I was like, "Holy crap, we got it! I'm so excited." Uh, at the time, I did not have a, a a comfortable you know PC to play this on. Uh, I just had my Steam Deck. But just just a quick little aside. Uh, I had gotten an alpha test that I can't, I can't talk any details because I'm under NDA. Uh, but I, I started to play that alpha and my, uh, the next day, my PC completely crapped the bed and I had to go get a new uh, PC for our, our office. So uh, I had to play this almost exclusively on Steam Deck. I did, I get, I did get one play session uh, where I was able to sit down at a PC and play it. This is, if you want to play it, if, you, if you're listening and you have a Steam Deck, it is possible. You just have to, at the time I reviewed it, there were no community controller profiles. So you're going to have to go into like the Steam settings and you know basically go through and manually set all of your controls, which it's, it's not too difficult. I'm not the most technically inclined person, but I was still able to figure it out. And really, the only thing that you need to figure out how to map is like the escape key, the space bar, and uh, getting your, your mouse set up on the trackpads. That being said, I absolutely adored this game. It's basically an RTS with a little... Uh, I think I'm pretty sure in the written review I said that it is a RTS that can quickly turn into a game of uh, a game of chess. Basically, how the rounds work out is your main goal is to basically have this a uh, message that you want to spread, and right. every met let's say you have three messages. You need to spread those three messages to three different regions, and sometimes there are just three. Sometimes there's more. Uh, there was one level in the first campaign where you only had to spread one message, but there was like a lot of uh, other extenuating factors. Um, and to do that, you have to have a certain amount of fear in the region. 
are there these other resources that you can gather that you know help you spread your message stuff like that and once you once you spread your message or messages you win your level uh so basically you start off and you have what's called you you pick which locations you want to spread uh, certain messages so basically every region uh has different uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like every region has different factors that would like uh, some regions aren't going to be as scared of like environmental terror and some aren't going to be as scared of like uh, violence. So you have to plan around that and you have to, uh, basically you have to choose which message is going to suit which region the best. Uh, um, I asked a question real quick. Go for it. Uh, when you mean these messages, you mean like uh, giving them like a, like basically like causing panic for like yes. kind of a cataclysm kind of shit. Uh, yes. Uh, like okay. for example, for example, the first campaign, uh, you are a woman who is trying to climb the ranks in this big pharma company, and uh, in one of the campaigns, your message, uh, you're trying to get. Uh, which, by the way, you kind of have to gray out your moral compass on this game because you are playing as an evil person. Uh, so in this particular mission, uh, one of your messages is that you want to have the ability to do testing on animals, on live animals. But that region is very fond of animals. So you have to spread your message that, hey, you know, I'm not testing. It's not that bad. You know, we can we can do it. It's not that bad. It's just Neuralink. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just, it's just some cats. Uh, so I mean, that's that's the kind of messages you're spreading. All right, I get you. I get you. Uh, so when whenever you start your round, uh, you have a seed of fear that you can plant. Uh, it's got like different places you can plant it and you're, you're kind of wanting to choose the location that's going to allow you to spread out the most. It's kind of like how in Plague Inc. you're kind of strategic on choosing uh, which country you want to infect first. It's kind of like that. All right. Uh, and from there you have it, you have an agent and you can unlock more as the campaign goes on. Uh, but basically you send your agent out to cities and you have them explore so you can unlock more areas and as your seed of fear grows, you can you can basically construct these refineries, which help you. Uh, uh, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing this right. It's called oleum, and that's your base, basically your fuel for the fear machine. Okay. And as long as you have oleum, you can. You, you ba basically it's your life force, and if you run out, you lose. And uh, another thing to keep in mind is the longer you take to complete the mission, the more fuel that the fear machine needs and if you take too long in these missions it will uh basically it'll sap up all your fuel and you'll lose um and so what you gotta do you gotta keep you know installing these refineries in as many of the cities as you can and you have what's they're basically called uh legends and they're cards and there there's like different categories of legends like there's a uh there's like cosmic horror legends and there's environmental horror legends, uh, uh, technological horror, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're installing, you're, you're basically planning them in the cities and the locations as you've explored. And 
and the other regions that don't have that don't have the uh, the the factories that produce your oleum, you can you can install basically these. Uh, the word I'm looking for is not coming to me right now, but basically. You can select certain resources, and as long as you have an agent there, you can extract those resources. And the, those are impo uh, important for fighting against your adversaries, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it's also important for upgrading your legends. Uh, and you need to do that because the more you upgrade your legends, the more your fear spreads and the more territories you can take over. Um, so the next thing, uh, when you upgrade your legends, basically, uh, so... Let's, uh, we'll use the clown. No, no, no. You know what? We're going to use uh, the boogeyman. So the boogeyman legend, uh, basically, it has like a little story that's unfolding, talking about the legend. And you have there's a bunch of word bubbles that you have to pick from. And if you pick a word bubble that goes with the legend, then you get an extra boost whenever you level up your legend. Uh, and if you have the legend in a in a specific spot where he, like, if the region is really, uh, if they're really scared of, like, the boogeyman, if you upgrade it enough, your legend evolves. So the boogeyman legend actually evolved into Krampus and basically instills more fear in the region. Uh, yeah, so, and by the way, while we're on this, uh, the topic of the legends, it's got, like, a Pulp Fiction comic book art style in this game, and it is just... If you're a horror fan, it is so up your alley. It is it is one of the most visually pleasing games that I've played all year. I went to the Steam page just to like look at it while we're talking. Not gonna lie to you. It looks and nice, doesn't it? It looks very nice. I don't know why I'm reminded of like an old Sega Genesis game. Um, I mean not Genesis, uh, Master Simba System, I think. Um, uh, Comic Zone. I don't know if you played that one. I did play that one. I'm a big fan of Comic Zone. <laughs> we should we should play that and do a retro review episode uh we think we're gonna have to install mods for that one though uh allegedly it is a hard game <laughs> well uh allegedly the emulators on the steam deck have built-in cheats so it'll be okay yeah it, when i have my steam deck i'll i'll give you a heads up yeah that sounds good uh <laughs> <laughs> so the now all of this would be <clears throat> after you get to you know the amount of prerequisites that you need you can spread your message and if the game was just that it would be one thing but it, it introduces this uh, it's called it's called the rival system and basically uh you'll have one rival sometimes more and yeah. Basically, when the rival shows up, you don't know who they are yet. So you have to send your agent in, and basically your uh, your agent can do an investigation. And after a certain amount of time passes, you learn your rival's identity. And from this point forward, this game, it is a game of chess. It is straight-up chess because you have to outmaneuver your rival. Damn. And to do that, you have to send in an agent and basically uh, – they're going into their facilities and they're trying to basically they're finding dirt. Uh, yeah. They're trying to find weaknesses in their, in their organization. And this can range from anything from just, you know, like general dirty laundry stuff. Uh, you know, just for an example, I'm pretty sure this was the first level. There is a janitor that is just really not happy. Again, 
morally gray your compass before you play this game. Uh, but you can basically you can use the fear machine to drive the janitor to suicide. And after he kills himself, they have to shut down one of their companies. That sounds fun. Yeah. So basically you have to, they have a certain amount of hit points and you have to have uh, one of your agents basically getting enough evidence to go against them. And then you, uh, you're basically waiting for them to implant themselves in one of your cities and you use the evidence to drive them out. And after you do this enough times, then you can uh, basically they run out of hit points and they go away and you're free to go back to just harvesting enough fear to finish the level. Now, to use the evidence against, against them, though, you have to basically you have to have a certain amount of resources, the same resources that you're using to upgrade your legends. It'll tell you, like, uh, you need a certain amount of horror or you need a certain amount of, uh, of science knowledge, like, like stuff like that. So it can and adding on top to all of, of all of that, there are random events that happen sometimes. And one of my criticisms of the game is that sometimes it is easy to miss these events. Like they'll pop up on the map and there's not enough fanfare to tell you that it's there. Like there's not a message or anything. It kind of just like pops up on the map. And if you see it, you see it. And if you don't, you don't. Uh, there are some of them where it'll just, you know, negatively affect you a little bit. Some of them don't affect you at all, really. It's just something that progresses in the storyline. But some of them are an instant game over if you don't stop them. So there were a few times where I got just completely screwed over and I had to restart the mission from the top. Uh, which, you know, if you're playing this game, save often because as far as I could tell, there was no autosave system. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, you basically you have to keep getting the resources that you need and keep getting evidence to basically block out your opponent. Uh, if you don't block them out enough, they can spread their own message. And once they spread their own message, that territory is off the board. So you have to, like, if that happens and you have another territory that you can spread your message in, you basically have to move your message over to another territory and start from scratch in that territory. And it can just lead to these hectic, you know, cat and mouse games where you're basically going, you know, tick for tack and just doing your best to outmaneuver the other, uh, your rival. And I can tell you one thing for absolute certain you need to pay attention during the tutorial for this game because the game wants you to play a certain way. And if you try to play it your own way, it's going to knock you on your ass pretty quick. This is not, this is, this is a, an example of a game that is difficult, but it's not like a souls thing where it's a skill based thing. Really? It's just, you're going to play by this game's rules and it's not, you're going to get knocked down pretty quick. It's, it's one of those things where, as soon as you fail, you can pretty much figure out where you failed almost immediately, uh, which, which was nice. Uh, the story isn't anything special, but it's better than I expected it to be. Uh, that being said, uh, this is an excellent real-time strategy game. If you like RTS games, if you like stuff like Plague Inc. or uh, P Project Humanity, which is a, a review we did uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, this is going to be a great game for you. I want to say this game is $15. So, I mean, just if you like horror, if you like strategy games, this is definitely going to scratch that itch for you. Uh, so, before we uh, 
you know, I'm getting onto the Texas bridge right now. Yeah. And uh, just as a closing topic to talk about real quick, have you been uh, – you're, you're pretty much the only person that I know of that's uh, excited about Ultimate Ninja Storm games besides I am, besides me. Yeah. Uh, have you been keeping up with the stuff with the Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections game? Uh, I mean, I look, I look, I look it up every so often. Uh, last, last thing I saw was like they added, um, they showed some uh, jutsus from like the se- from throughout the series. If I remember right. Oh yeah, the special story mode. Yeah, so. That's what it was. Okay, so that trailer in particular, um, uh, it kind of killed my excitement a little bit. Because what I was hoping for was I was hoping for it to be the full campaigns for two, you know, you know, one through four, and yeah. then the extra the extra Boruto stuff. And it seems like that's not what's going to happen. Uh, I was mainly hoping they would fix the campaign from one because I feel like Ultimate Ninja Storm One did not have a good campaign, and because they did not have certain characters in that game, they kind of changed the story around in not good ways. Yeah. Uh. That being said, I have been reading the Boruto manga on my phone, like whenever I have free time. Wow, I'm surprised I'm somebody s- actually reads it. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of the people that says that Boruto has power scaling issues, they're 100% right. Uh, yeah. Naruto and Sasuke get their ass kicked in every single fight that they're in. They lose every time. And <laughs> they only ever win fights if Boruto comes along and has some kind of insane power and they're like, Oh my God, Boruto has got this new power. And that, all that being said, there are some really cool characters in Boruto that I'm really excited to play as in this new game. What characters are you looking forward to? Uh, all of the, uh, all of the, I'm trying to remember the organization that's in Boruto. Uh, Basically, oh. all of all of the villains from Boruto that they've shown so far. Okay. Uh, Kawaki looks like he's a fun character to play as. Kawaki's uh, Mitsu- like one character I actually find kind of interesting, and I guess it has to do with my low connection to emo characters. Uh, but even uh, I saw some gameplay of Mitsuki in Sage Mode, and I was like, "Holy crap, that looks fun!" I was gonna say that's probably very cool, Mitsuki. Uh, Sorada has like honestly hasn't had a chance to be interesting, sadly. Yeah, well I mean, she is Sakura's kid, so Yeah, but like they gave her like a Mangeki Sharingan and everything, but it was like yeah, she's done nothing with it. Well, to be fair, that's in the uh the Boruto sequel manga, right? No, it's actually at the end of the main of the Boruto one. Okay, so I'm I think I'm on chapter like 60 right now, and I think there's like 80 chapters, so I should be coming up on that soon. Yeah, no, it's not exactly a long read. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, I, I find uh, Boruto pretty mid as a manga. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I, I was, I'm still really excited to play this game, but I'm also, uh, if they are just because what it looks like to me, the the story mode, it looks like what Generations did, where you just pick an arc and play through a couple battles. Uh. Yeah, and if it's if it's that, I'm going to be disappointed because I was going to 
give this like I was gonna load this game up on the t on uh I was gonna get it on Steam and put it on the TV because Emily always wants to go through all of Naruto, but she ne- doesn't want to sit through and like watch all of the episodes. So I was gonna like this is the best way to experience this because in a lot of what in a lot of instances, uh, the Ninja Storm series took events from the anime and made them way better. Yeah, well, like, let's face it. Like sometimes the anime just wasn't wasn't the best fight, or just needed a little bit more time to like for the fight to be like more cinematic. Like, uh, for example, uh, the the first time Naruto and Sasuke fight and Shippuden and Ultimate Ninja Storm two, that fight was way better. Yeah, and I th- it's just because they have the ability to make those those fights look way cooler than it did in the anime. Uh, because the the engine that game is that game uses is just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I also say it's like all praise to the art team. Like they made my favorite game, like uh, Asteros Wrath. Like visually, that game is just. Mm, oh yeah, so and you can you can definitely tell that it's the same team when you play Ultimate Ninja Storm Four. Oh yeah, that game in particular invokes some heavy Asteros Wrath memories, and like. My only touchstone for that game is I played the demo for Azura's Wrath when it was back on the 360, but I never played the full game. Oh, I went out of my way to buy it and buy, get the DLC and shit. Like I, like, I got a Japanese copy. That's how much work I did for this thing. Is it on Steam? Oh, uh, it's not. Like, it's been stuck on... Uh... Yeah, it's not on Steam. It's been stuck on PS3 and uh, 360 since for since well, like allegedly, alleg- you know what? Allegedly, I might have to do some sketchy things. I mean, if if they got it working, I'm tr- I'm pretty sure it's like very low uh, priority for like the teams that do all, all that stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all that being said, I'm about to pull into where I need to be going. So, uh, thanks for the. Uh, th- Thank you to you, Leo, for doing that uh, the review for Hidden Through Time, and uh, thanks for joining me, buddy. No, thank you, dude. I, I actually, I actually enjoy that. Like, I have like new games to look forward to. Like things that I would never look look into, like myself. Like, I would not look into buying a I Spy game because, well, I've been playing like so much uh, uh, AAA, double A games for like, so long that it's just such a change of pace for pace for me to like. Oh, this is this is like a nice little small game. Like I would never, I wouldn't, I would not have done that like a year ago. Absolutely. Well, I'm pulling in now, so I'll see you later, buddy. See you later, bud.